They say that experience is the best teacher, and the best way to learn from experience is to learn from others who have already found success. For this season of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, Michael has lined up a great group of successful people who will share their stories of how they got started and some powerful lessons from their accomplishments. He'll also be introducing you to people who are just starting on their entrepreneurship journey to share what they've learned so far. Success is not just about money, and we'll meet some people who have been successful in very unique ways. Entrepreneurship is an exciting journey, and we're glad to be along for the ride with you. Here's your host, the guy who knows a guy, Michael Whitehouse. Hello, and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. And today, our guest is Elizabeth Pampalone. Elizabeth is an author, international speaker, podcaster, successful entrepreneur, and expert marketer with over 20 years of experience. Her innovative approach helps overwhelmed business owners and burnt-out nonprofit directors to achieve success and freedom through the power of Absolute Marketing, TM, which I assume we'll hear more about what Absolute Marketing is because it's got a TM after it. I bet that's a system. But definitely excited to have you on. We've connected a bit on social media beforehand. So good to actually meet you face-to-face virtually. So welcome, Elizabeth. How are you? Nice to meet you as well. I'm doing good. Awesome. So what makes you awesome? Well, I'm pretty much the best podcast guest ever. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually developed a system, Absolute Marketing, uh, for myself about 10 or so years ago, uh, maybe even a little longer ago than that. And then I started using it on my clients about four and a half years ago. Nice. Okay. And so so how did you get started? I, I assume that you built that because you were trying to figure things out and, and did the old-fashioned way. But uh, so, so what's, your, what's your superhero origin story? Well, and let's see. I'm trying to think back how long ago this was. Um... A long time ago, (laughs) I actually went through a divorce uh, at the age of 20 and pretty much lost everything. I moved across the country and decided to start something completely new, and I started a business. I didn't really think of it as a business then. I kind of thought of it as just, oh, I was doing odd jobs here and there, but it turned into owning a computer repair company for 10 years. And during that time, um, I had to market myself. So I did a lot of marketing and I'd always had that as a passion of mine. I knew how to build websites. I had gone to school for that. And so I thought, I'm going to maybe try this marketing thing out. So during the time I owned the the computer repair company, I started my marketing firm and then I was doing the same things everybody else was doing as far as marketing. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that it was really bogging me down. And (laughs) once I sold the computer repair company and I was doing marketing full time, I realized that it was really bogging me down. (laughs) It was so much work and so much extra. um, And I didn't realize how much of a drain it also was on the clients because they wouldn't get me things on time. And it was just very, very, very stressful. And so I started building people's sites in a day because they would wait till the last day of our contract to get me anything. (laughs) And I thought, okay, well, I know I can do it in a day, right? I know I can do these things in one day. But will my clients accept that? Will they believe that? Will they, you know, come on board for that? And so once I I got kind of fed up and I said, you know what, I'm done. And I took everything off my website and I started over and I said, all I do is build websites in a day. That's all I do. And you can take Mm -hmm. it or leave it. And I cut my prices in half. And um, my client called me and she said, I love this. I think this is amazing. I need to get started really quickly. And she was a new person I never met before. And she said, but can you do a brand also? I said, takes one day. 
She said, well, what about social media? I'm like, we can do six months in a day of like posts in a day. And she said, sold. So I called it the 24 hour business. And we literally spent three, eight hour days together and built all these pieces. And it took some time for the system to kind of come together. But once I had gotten a few clients under my belt and had some, you know, trial and errors that I went through during like creating the system, I realized that it was the best thing I'd ever done for myself and also Mm -hmm. for all of my clients. So after that, I didn't look back. And the only thing I offer is between like five to eight different day products. And that's all we do here. Wow. Okay. So I imagine there is something to that that lets you do it in a day, not just uh, I, 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 th- I think about it as a parallel, the, the development of the, the COVID vaccine. People are like, how'd they do it in nine months? They're like, well, it normally <laughs> takes nine months, but there's five years of regulatory red tape where they <laughs> leave it in a drawer and wait for its turn. You know, you, you do a three-month trial and then it takes two years for the FDA to get back to you. Well, if you take two years out, it goes a lot faster. So I, yes. I imagine removing a lot of that, like, wait 29 days to send me everything uh, helps. Yes. But, but what, what else do you do to, to expedite that process, to do it in... in 24 hours. Isolating the client. And, and each each time that we sit down, whether we're building a brand in a day, a website in a day, 12 months of social media in a day, 12 months of blog posts in a day, 12 months of email marketing campaigns in a day, mm-hmm. or we're building a podcast in a day or a membership in a day, any of those pieces, they literally only take eight hours. But what happens is gurus and all of the knowledge that we've gathered over the years of what works, what doesn't, and all these different courses that people have taken and all the different advice they've gotten from friends and family. And it all kind of compiles in their brain. And then they just can't function on any of it. They can't like focus on any of it and like actually use it. So what I do is I sit them down and I'm like, don't bring anything. Don't show up with anything. I want you to come just with a clear mind and we'll start with your brand. We build that in a day. Then we take the brand and we build the website. Then we take the website and now we're using it with social media and we're doing branding through the social media as well. So it's it all kind of pieces together and like a kind of stacks on itself. But one of the things that we do is, again, isolating the client from everyone else. We want them to be in our offices, away from their their team, their phone, their all their crazy stuff, and actually just focus on one thing at a time. And I found that it really does go back to Parkinson's law that says if you're given an amount of time to do a task, it will take the full amount of time. Yep, if yep. you're looking at the dishes and going, I know I've got to do that. And it's you've got an hour until you have to leave to go somewhere. You might go and get dressed and then, oh, look outside. And then, oh, I've got to walk the dog. And then, oh my gosh, the dishes aren't even done because it could take the whole hour to even get to the dishes, right? Mm -hmm, (laughs) But mm -hmm. if you have 10 minutes and your mom is coming over, you better get those dishes done right now. (laughs) If I take 10 minutes and they're done. And so it's kind of that idea that whatever amount of time you give the task, it will fill the entire time. And so the same thing happens with marketing. A lot of marketers say, well, it'll take three weeks to do a website. It'll take six weeks to do a website. Sometimes three months. I've had clients that have said it's taken a year to do their website and it hasn't launched yet. And it's if you give it a time frame or you don't give it a time frame. Yeah. And it will take whatever that undetermined amount of time is. So when I say it's done in eight hours, it's kind of a hustle thing. It doesn't, we're not, you know, rushing through things, but it's just methodically stepping through the pieces and going, what do we actually need to do here? And what is all the fluff that we can actually cut out and doesn't need to be done? So this is how I generated a week worth of content in an hour this morning. 
when normally exactly. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll write one piece of copy and then maybe tomorrow I'll write another piece of copy because, you know, I don't want to tire myself out. I want to make sure the creative juices are still flowing and fresh. And then when I, I, I have something launching next week and I said, oh, I should really uh, put something out every day for this, which means I need seven pieces and I'm not sure when I'll have time again. I better just knock them all out right now. And sure enough, five pieces in 48 minutes or something like that, which I did. I didn't proofread them, but I think they're pretty good. <laughs> and that's the kind of the kind of thing is that when you actually sit down and your brain is allowed to focus on one thing at a time, it actually kind of goes into like a hyper mode. Mm. It's not being distracted by saying, I'm going to write a piece of content today and then I'm going to, uh, you know, go and eat lunch and then I'm going to finish some other work and then I'm going to check some emails and then I'm going to go home and then I'm going to see my kids and my family and then I'm going to get up the next morning and then I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to, so you got all these things in between the next time yeah. you write a piece yep. of content. Yep. But if you sit there and you take, I'm going to have an hour, I have to get this done in this hour. I don't have any other time left in any other days leading up to this point where it needs to be done. I have an hour, it's going to get done. Your brain goes, I can, if you give me the time and the space to really focus, I can actually do that for you, you know? And so I think we kind of underestimate our own brains a little yeah. bit by saying yep. that multitasking is so great, but really not, if we not. just actually give ourselves time to focus, it's actually better. Yeah. Well, and, and part of what I did this morning was like, I mean, I could do it one a day. It's, you know, there's seven days, uh, but I, I was in the minds. I'm like, Hey, I'm feeling creative right now. Why do I need to do anything else on my to-do list? It's all going to get done hopefully, but why don't I just do it all now? Mm -hmm. Because I know in the mindset now, especially creative things, I'm like, oh, I'll do it now. Oh, now I'm tired. And I kind of have a headache. I'm not really feeling it right now. And you spend 30 minutes trying to get into the mindset. So, yeah, that whole – now, so I'm assuming your office is on a, a secret uncharted island somewhere in the ocean? <laughs> I wish. I wish it was. Um, but we actually have offices all over the country. And some of them are in unique locations. Some of them have unique surroundings, if you will, or they're mm -hmm. designed uniquely. And I actually will travel to a client's location, but they have to come to my office there. Okay. And then if they come here to Florida to see me, then they'll actually come to our actual headquarter offices. Um, and it's nothing fancy. It's nothing crazy here that we have as our everyday office, but it's definitely you know, that focusing place. And we even have, um, right now I have all the lights are on, but we have um, three of these lights that are behind me and we have them all only turned on and the overhead lights are off. Sometimes okay. we'll just work like that the whole day. And so it's a very like, almost like womb-like <laughs> space yeah. so that you can have that creativity that there's not that many distractions going on and you can actually focus on what you need to do. And your brain can kind of go, peek out and go, is it safe to come out, you know, and actually yeah. do the things you need to do. Yeah. That, that seems, he seems hugely important. I, I still have the image of a villain, like at least one of these offices <laughs> needs to be cut into a mountain or um, some sort of like secret jet hole. But anyway, that's speaking of distracted. What distracted? I never get distracted. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I love the concept and the focus there. And so, but I, I, I assume there's also more to it than just like, you're obviously not making 300 social media posts in eight hours. Yes, um, we are. Is there some sort of iterative <laughs> process to it? Because it, it took me at least 10 minutes per post to write each one. So that would be 3,000 minutes, which I think is more than eight hours. Yes, yes. So um, we do have a, a method that we use, and we do work through that with the client. It's different for each client. Mm -hmm. um, and we also are kind of getting the client, wrestling them a little bit to get them to let go of some of that creative control. Because we have a team that is mm -hmm. working on it as well, and we can say, 
we, we can get the idea down. We can get the essence, the voice. Mm, okay. Yep. And once that's ready, they can proof everything, but we can create, um, I think the last one I did um, was, uh, let's see, two weeks ago, it was just social media we did for a client and they ended up doing uh, 1200 posts almost okay. in their system. So, you know, depends on the client. I mean, another client we had last week, she did a full five day system. And for hers, we ended up doing like 500. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on the client and what they have and what they need and how often they post and how many platforms they're, po they're posting to. But we do have formulas that we've developed and some of them are kind of secret. They're part of the lair, mm -hmm. <laughs> but we do use them. And it's not something that if when a client comes in, they're going to learn it. And they're okay. going to be able to learn that and walk away with that and knowledge and that information. So they don't have to come back next year if they don't want to. Okay. They know it. They've learned their own process that we've kind of created for them. And I encourage people to bring their media director, bring their marketing person, bring their spouse, their children, you know, whoever they want to bring with them and learn it together. And so next year they can set their own date. They can go to that remote island and say, this year's social media retreat is in Bora Bora and we're going to mm -hmm. be on, you know, <laughs> a little tiki hut somewhere and we're going to get our laptops out. And we're going to make all these social posts, but we're going to be in a cool surroundings. Like I really encourage people to do those kind of things because as a business, there's, you know, you can go on a retreat as a business, but I think people don't really think about how they can actually use these type of interesting and fun times to actually create a lot of content for their business for the future year and also have a relaxing time at the same time. <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. So, so is some of that a matter of like they, they make some content and then your team can riff on that because you can. Yeah. And we actually come up with ideas. a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. We come up with a schedule for them and then we start to create pieces of those contents together. And then, like you said, that the team kind of can take and expand on it. Um, and also we like to do a lot of things that are formulaic. Mm -hmm. So that way we're not recreating the wheel. And a lot of times our clients have never done social media in this type of volume. So they don't have any of this ready. They don't have mm -hmm. any of this done. So it's really easy for us to help them create those formulas for themselves. And now that they have their own little templates, their own formulas, they can go and use those again and again and again in the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to talk about formula because I've, um, I, I, when I was writing all those pieces, I realized that I slipped into a, you know, everyone starts with a question. Um, yeah. and then most of them have, have a series of repeated answers, you know, where I say the same thing. I, I give three or three to five examples. Um, and I think it's, I, I never learned it. So I think I suddenly picked it up from watching other people's marketing, yeah. but I realized like, Oh, like if you look at these five side by side, there's definitely, it, it looks like I sat down with someone who said, okay, let's, let's, let's yeah. follow, follow our proven formula for writing a LinkedIn post. And I'm like, nah, I just, a question seems to grab people's attention and, um, mm -hmm. so I'm sure you have much more proven, you know, much more proven system than my, like I've seen a bunch of stuff and it kind of resonates with me. Yeah. And we also get the client involved because like you said, you've, you've seen stuff, you kind of know how things work, especially in your own industry. We're not in every industry, but when a mm. client comes in and we've never been in their industry, we don't know a lot about it. Then we will just kind of take from what they know and we'll ask them questions and we'll build their formulas from that. So a lot of times a client knows a lot more than we do and they don't yep. realize that. And so we kind of try and help draw that out. Yeah. I love that. That's almost kind of a coaching concept. Yes. Of, you know, the client has, the, the client knows everything they need to know, but they need, they need help to access it and help to, to make something from it. Um, yes. And, and, you know, even I imagine some of it's just making them take three days off. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, 
it, it, it's always gonna be like, all right, give me this, this amount of money. Your instructions are lock yourself in your office three days. Right. So that's it. Yep. Make something, send it to me. I'll tell you it's awesome. It'll right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And some of our clients, they do the full five. And that's the best because you can see them come in the first day. They're a little apprehensive. And then they come in the second day and they're like, all right, we're starting to get things done. The third day, they're kind of in their zone. They're they're settled. They know we have, you know, they know what they're doing. They know the process. They're kind of in it. Day four, they're like, they come in and they're like, oh my gosh, I have all these ideas. We have to get all these things done. And so we kind of help rein them in, like, okay, this is what's accomplishable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what's realistic. And then day five, they're so exhausted. <laughs> We're exhausted too. But day five, they're like, okay, let's finish up all the pieces. I'm ready to go home and go to bed. And and it's actually kind of interesting to see them go through that progression of being nervous and then kind of like, okay, this is kind of working. And then day three, they're like, oh, this is working. And the day four, they're like, too many ideas. And then mm-hmm. day five, they're they're ready. They're like, yes, I did enough. Everything is accomplished. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I love this concept. It's, it's funny, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about, you know, I almost never have a day that's totally open, like no appointments, no interviews. It's just work day. Um, and then if I do, there's some distractions. Like my daughter's home today because school hasn't started yet. Uh, but but I, I was like, boy, how those days are great. And I, I really love those days. And I wish I could have them. Like, what, what do you mean wish I could have them? Yeah. <laughs> I set my schedule. It's not like it's not like my boss tells me I have to have a meeting on Wednesday. But but it's so easy, especially technology, a lot to get away from you. you know, I, I use Calendly for appointments. So yeah. we, we booked this interview by I sent you a link and you picked a day. And unless I go ahead... You know, we're recording this at the beginning of September. I think I have to go into mid-October to like punch out a day and be like, that day needs to be open. Except I had a gig recently where someone said, I will give you this large chunk of money to do something for me. It'll take a whole day. I moved two appointments around and I suddenly had a whole day open. It's amazing when someone's writing me a check, I found a day. But when it's for yes. me, for me, it's like, oh, I, I don't know if I can. Cl- I got I got this and I, I got the thing and I got the, I don't know if I want to move it. Ah, I'll just do it in November. I did an experiment a couple of years ago, and I think this would be helpful for you and your audience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down every single meeting that I had because at the time we didn't have Calendly. So this is <laughs> a few years ago. Um, so I looked at every single meeting I had, and then I assigned a dollar amount to it mm. of how much I gained from that. And if it was a meeting, let's say for this, for example, um, I would say for me, this podcast meeting that we're having now, I would probably assign this um, like a $1 sign, right? It's yeah. not actually bringing me revenue, but I'm doing it in order to eventually create revenue, right? It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a marketing activity. So I would yeah. kind of make give it like a $1 sign. But if I actually did get revenue from something and it, I spoke to someone on the phone, they booked something or they sent me a client that actually did book, I would write down the exact dollar amount I got from it. And it's not that every meeting should be a money-making meeting, right? Mm -hmm. Because even if I had a conversation with someone from a networking event or something, and we had a great conversation, and I felt like we were making some progress going in a direction, right? It wasn't just kind of an empty meeting. Then I would put another dollar sign next to it going, this wasn't a money, like actual money, but it was sort of money to me, right? right? And it's going to long-term. But then I looked at all the other meetings I had and all the other people I let in, you know, Mm -hmm. and all the zeros I had on my calendar and I looked at it and I, I did it for two weeks and I thought I did all the calculations. I thought, no, that's a fluke. I need to do it two more weeks. <laughs> so I did it another two weeks and I found that in one month, in four weeks, 
I spent 80 hours in meetings that generated nothing. Mm. Nothing monetarily, nothing actually like that I felt was valuable. Um, and I realized that I needed to, to get a hold of that. I needed to actually figure out what I could do to make that not happen again. And I started taking Fridays off. Friday, there are no appointments, unless someone offers me a big chunk of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, unless someone wants a five-day session and Friday happens to be included in those five days. Yeah. Uh, but Friday's my day off. Friday, I don't set a meeting unless I want to. I don't mm-hmm. allow a, something on my calendar unless I wanted it to be there. So it is my work day. Um, but And I still work. doesn't mean I'm like off, right? It's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not just out there ski, water skiing and like going to the beach or whatever. I am actually like on the clock, but I'm not actually on the clock with, with someone unless it's money's involved. But then I also did a thing with my Calendly and I was doing podcasting at the time as well when I first started this. So I started using a calendar system, which helped. Um, But then I started in, in that system. I only booked, you can only book Monday with me and you can only book Wednesday or Thursday, Monday and Thursday. You can't book any other days. And if someone says, I only have Wednesdays available, I make that determination if I feel the connection is strong enough, if I feel the podcast is going to be good enough, like, you know, for that thing to happen, mm-hmm. then I'll say, fine, we'll do it on a Wednesday. But if it's not Monday or Thursday, then the outside world can't get to me. Hmm. So I always have three full days in my schedule that are basically open, essentially, with no meetings, unless someone wants to pay me money for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think... One of the one of the challenges I've had is especially in in my you know where I'm a networking coach, so connections yes. are huge. I never know which ones are going to be the big ones. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so, so it's always hard to say. And and for the longest time, and this is one of my my big challenges was not necessarily knowing even what my business was or how it made money. But yeah. <laughs> pretty sure the connections were going to lead to it. So yeah. So, you know, it's hard to say, you know, in advance, what is the zero? What's the $1 sign? What's the $2 Mm -hmm. sign? What's the $3 sign? Um, But on the flip side, you know, while while one meeting could be worth $10,000 and five could be worth zero, it means the expected value of any given meeting is pretty low. And Mm -hmm. so to recognize that pushing a meeting off that was not with a known, you know, person of interest... Mm -hmm isn't actually the problem because if I'm meeting with somebody who might be something might not, I don't know. And I push that off two weeks. I've never had anyone when I reschedule a meeting be like, well, screw you. If you can't, yeah. <laughs> if you can't block the time out for me. Well, well, then forget right. about it. You, you probably know? didn't want to work with them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, like the person I had to reschedule the other day, I, I, I have this, and of course I think it's a sales background too, is you, you, as a salesman, I was like, please, uh, please, may I have a meeting with you so I yeah. can show you my wares, please. Yeah. And and now, you know, I'm the guy who knows a guy. I'm someone people actually want to meet with. But mm-hmm. I still was like, oh, I, I, I don't know if I want to if I want to tell them to reschedule. I don't know if they're going to get upset with me. And it's, it's and I think a lot of people have that in the back of their mind. But, you know, yeah. And, and of course, Calendly, if I set the appointment, I can just hit the reschedule button. Yes. So people reschedule <laughs> on me all the time. I love it. I'm like, sweet, free hour. I've got my, got my time back. But if they scheduled with me, I have to email them and be like, hey, would you mind rescheduling because something came up? There's a secret and about that. A secret? A secret. Tell me your secret. Do you use Google Calendar? Oh, yes, I do. When you go into your Google Calendar and someone else has scheduled the meeting, their rescheduled link is in the calendar invite. But that reschedules on my calendar, doesn't it? Not theirs. 
it it will go to Calendly and it will reschedule the entire meeting and you yeah. can make it. You can do it, uh, even well, if they booked it. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. But then I don't know what their calendar looks like. Um, oh, I just reschedule it anyway. And then I say, if you can't make it, you can reschedule it. And then the they best. do. <laughs> oh, that works too, yeah. No, what, what no, I found it's actually done works, off my plate. <laughs> yeah, what I've found works pretty easily is I will just take that reschedule link. I'll email them and say, something's come up. If you could just use this link here to schedule another time, sorry for the inconvenience. And, yeah. and, and you know, at first I was like, oh my God, I hope they're not upset with me. And then oh, I'm thinking, yeah. wait, yeah. It, it's always, I hope this person's not upset with me, whoever they are, because I'm pretty sure I wanted to meet with them for a good reason. I think, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I don't remember who they are, but I hope they're not upset with me. And, and then I realized the this, this second or third time I did it, I'm like, oh, I, it's just a pro forma email that, sorry. And, and you know, it used to be like, well, this came up and and this is the reason. Now it's just like yeah, something yep. came up. I'm not able to meet this time. Please use this link to reschedule. Yep. Boom. Done. Easy. And that comes with the confidence to know that not everyone's going to be the right fit. And if, like you said, if they can't reschedule and they're like, oh, you can't, you don't have time for me. Well, then you probably don't want to work with them anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Successful people tend to be very humble. Um, right. <laughs> unsuccessful people are the ones who, who, uh, and, and, and yeah, if they give you, if they give you trouble trying to set a one-to-one appointment, then just imagine yeah. what they'd be like in any other kind of relationship. Right. <laughs> Actually, a joint venture with them. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be rough times. Uh, so, so you said you have, you have offices all over the country at this point? Yes. And we have like rental locations that we use. It's just so like, I love it. I don't know. I mm-hmm. just love traveling around and, yep. you know, I haven't done any international yet, but, you know, eventually I want to do that. Um, but I do like going to other cities and experiencing other places and kind of seeing where these clients are coming from. Um, yeah. You know, when they come here, that's great. I don't have to travel, but... Um, I like going to other cities. I've done um, Ohio and trying to think of the other, um, Dallas and a couple other ones. And it's just fun to like, when we go to lunch, because I take all my clients to lunch, whether Mm -hmm. they come to see me or we go there and like, what's your favorite barbecue place or what's your favorite like lunch spot, you know, and we get to go to those places and see the community and experience, Mm -hmm. like I said, where those clients are coming from. So that we can help and infuse that into their brands, their website, or whatever it is they're trying to do. So do you use like co-working spaces or just have separately rented spots or how? Sometimes I use co-working, but um, I really look for, if I'm if I'm looking for something we've never been to that area before, um, I'll look for something really unique. Okay. Um, and if not, then if we already have a location in that area, it's something usually pretty unique. And there's one, um, I think it's in Tampa. Yeah, it's in Tampa. There's a co-working space that is like a speakeasy. Okay. And so I love using that because it's so different and you can rent like the conference rooms and things there. But um, I try to find a little bit more like private type spaces that aren't, you know, bustling with tons of people because then it's more distracting. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'm so curious about that because this is because your model is kind of the opposite of most digital agencies where they exist uh, outside of time and space. Yeah. and so I am in the internet, which is kind of how I live. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I work out of the basement of my house. Uh, sometimes people want to meet in person. I'm like, I guess you can come to my office. I guess. <laughs> I mean, now that I have a house, I used to have an apartment. Then I was like, nope, nope. I exist yeah. in the internet. I'm just a brain in a box. Don't, don't even try to come. Uh, but yeah, but, but most exist kind of, you know, take full advantage of the internet and they don't travel. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's been kind of a really powerful thing to make those connections. But you're obviously in a place where you're doing the, you're using the internet to be able to travel to people. 
yeah. to actually do those in person, which also kind of, which somewhat informs the the level of service and probably your prices, um, that there's more premium service if you're getting on a plane and yes. working with someone face to face for for five days. I like to make it simple though. Like we just charge an extra day. Okay. So we have our day rate and if they want us to come to them, we just charge an extra day. That's it. Okay. So it's pretty simple. Even if they work, even if they worked with us for five days, they would pay for six. That would be the, that's like the travel fee. (laughs) Yeah. You're traveling half a day on each side. Yeah. Um, And then it's basically, um, you know, we include all like the lunches and things like that. Like mm -hmm. we're, we're providing things within that. Even if we are traveling to them, we're paying for things and, and including them in kind of our what we would normally do if we were right. traveling somewhere to work. Um, and so we're we're kind of including all that stuff because mm-hmm. I never want my clients to go hungry. That's just silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and and it sounds like that's that's kind of a key part of your model is that you you have to get them out of their office. You, know, you couldn't possibly do this online because because you can tell them to isolate themselves. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm totally isolated. Oh, hold on a minute. Yeah, hold on. Right. I gotta take the, um, my, my kids. I've is, done um, remote. I've done remote, especially with everything that happened last year. We did mm-hmm. we did quite a few remotes, and I've kind of gotten it down to a certain type of person that I'll work with remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be a little more on the tech savvy side because there is so much technology involved, and yep. even though people are really more well versed in that now than they were. Um, I still feel like some people it's just frustrating for them and yeah. I don't want them to start out frustrated. That's, That's not a good thing yeah. for us. So yeah, yeah they'll be distracted yeah, if they have tech issues. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Or if their internet's not as strong or um, you know, that kind of things. Uh and we even hear like in Jacksonville at the beach, the internet at the beach is horrible. Mm-hmm. So you have to go inland <laughs> to make it, you know, a lot better. And so even if I have a client that's not that far away, I'm like, we just need to meet in person. Um, even if it's, uh, I've, I, you know, going to like Colorado or going to even something as close as like Savannah or Orlando or something that's close. I'm like, we just should meet in person. And I tell them, you're probably going to get a little less out of it if we meet virtually because I'm not physically there. We're not getting that same energy exchange where I'm not mm-hmm. seeing you as a whole person. I'm seeing you as a head in a box. Yeah. And that kind of gives me a disadvantage when I'm trying to help you create that brand and create that story and that message, um, whether we're working on your website or whatnot, it all can be done online, quote unquote. But really, I try to make sure that it's a more personal um, you know, process because I found that when you have a person running a business, that's what few people buy from. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. buying from a business per se. They're buying from a person they like and they trust. Yeah. And so I'm trying to help bring that to their internet experience for their customers so that they will get that phone call. They will get that purchase. They will have that sale made. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's funny because you look at the big businesses where you're buying from Walmart or McDonald's or whatever, those businesses spend zillions of dollars to rehumanize themselves. Right. You know, you know, <laughs> Wendy's putting the, the Wendy, you know, the Wendy's character yeah. and, and with the, this spokesperson or, you know, the Taco Bell website. If you've you never been to the Taco Bell website, you should. They have the, the, the mundane, you know, every website has a description of like, what is a taco and whatnot. The story, the backstories they've created on these mundane products are incredible. It's, it's, you know, a, a man was traveling down the street on a cold December morning. Like this is tacos. <laughs> yeah. Like their mainline right. product. And, and just goes, it's like a two page story. And be like, and our tacos are pretty great. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but but it is to humanize and give them this this character and personality. And then you have these individual business owners who literally could just be the guy with the camera getting out there. And we're like, oh, no, I need to have a brand and colors and a logo. And I need to look more professional. I, yeah, lo- local candidates, I, I bang my head against the wall constantly with local candidates around here. I mean, like, take your phone out, go on Facebook, hit go live, start talking. It's not rocket science. Nobody knows who you are. And our town isn't that big. There's no excuse. And you mm-hmm. can't knock on 8,000 doors in three months. So yeah. use technology. Be a person. Yep. Yep. And even then, like I had a client who she had this idea in her mind of this community, this membership she wanted to build. And even though she wants to be the face of it, and she is, she still wanted it to be branded the name that she had chosen. And she had this thing in her mind for two years. Mm-hmm. And finally, she came last last week. Yeah, last week. And she sat here for the whole week. We built out everything. And she sat there at the end of the week and she's like, you don't realize how much this means to me that that you've taken everything out of here in my brain mm-hmm. and put it into the internet. And it's all real and I can go and sign up for it. And there's like opt-ins and emails and social posts. And like everything was like basically physically manifested that she had thought of. Mm-hmm. And so even though she was going to be the face of it, she could have started it two years ago. She was overwhelmed by the process and by what she didn't know. And so this for me is like, yes, there's those people that are going to just go live. Like you and I, I feel like we're those people, right? (laughs) We're just going to get the camera and be like, hey, this is me. That's what I'm doing. Uh, But there's the other people that are sitting there going, I wish I could be them. I wish I could do the things they're doing. And it's not that they can't. It's that they don't have anyone to really just go behind them give them a good kick and yeah. push them out there, you know? And I think that's what this five-day process does is it kind of gets you out of that comfort zone, but with someone there to help. You know, mm-hmm. you're not just going out there by yourself going, I'm out of my comfort zone, great. Yeah. You are actually have that person or that team or, you know, to actually be there with you and say, it's okay. We're still standing. We're still on solid ground. We haven't gone off the cliff at all, yeah. what, even though they feel like that. Yeah, I think it's a huge thing is is working with someone like like you who is saying, okay, so our next step is, and they're like, whoa, we're going to what? We're like, we're doing this. Let's go. Right. And and like, there's no not going. Like, you can walk with me or you can watch me walk away and then right. run after me. Um, but there's no not doing this because the next step is yes. doing this thing. And and yeah, I, I think you know, having that confidence. And also- People tend to, they get their idea of what is normal by looking around them. And if everyone mm-hmm. else in the room is like, yeah, we're doing this. What's, what's the holdup? And you're like, but, but this is really scary. Uh, no, it's yeah. not. Anyway, moving on. Um, then, then your, your subconscious mind's <laughs> like, I thought it was scary, but no one else seems to think so. So right. <laughs> I guess it's not scary. I guess we should just get on with it. And yep. uh, you know, yeah, the, the networking ninja dojo we're launching the, 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 uh, one of the things I, I said in one of those pieces of copy I wrote was we hold your hand and give you a kick in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember reading that. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, we're using that to, cause, cause one thing you need the information, but information means mm-hmm. nothing if somebody doesn't make you do it Yep. and, and make you use them. I'm totally seeing this with our you know local candidates. I, I started by like offering free workshops to them, offering coaching to them, offering whatever. And I finally got tired of wasting my time. And I just started berating them. <laughs> I started making posts <laughs> on, on the public forums being like, cause both, both parties are doing it wrong. Everyone's doing it wrong. 
So I'm not picking anyone yeah. out. I'm like, all of you are doing it wrong. Here's how you do it right. We should do exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> like right. I go live <laughs> and I just say, come on, guys, let's do that. Democracy requires us to know what's going on. Um, but but yeah, it, and it's totally a mindset thing. And I, I understand that. I'm just not committed enough to like call them on the phone and, <laughs> and give, them my, <laughs> give them all my services, 18 candidates. Um, but yeah, but, but for business owners, it's totally a mindset thing that they can do it, but they need someone like you to make them do it, to create a structure, to force them to do it in a timely way, to not let them do it over five months. Yeah. Um, and not let them, you know, oh yeah, send me this information when you can. Yeah. Well, there was um, something we did for her. We were creating some email campaigns and doing some automations. And she tells me, well, I still have to do X, Y, and Z and A, B, C and E, F, G, H, I, J, K. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. You're still doing all those steps but we just fixed that. She's like, no, no, no. It's for something else, something else I'm doing. And I said, why don't we just make those steps into like two steps instead of eight and (laughs) put in the automation. And then it's the same thing. And she goes, wait a minute, I don't have to do any of that. And I'm like, well, you have to do the first part and the last part, but none of the stuff in the middle. And she's like, I can't, I don't even know what just happened. Like she was just like mind blown. And it was because she'd never thought of it in that way. Mm-hmm. But when I look at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, just take all that middle stuff out. That can be done by a, a program. Yep. And then you're good. And she had no idea. She just she didn't even think of it. She couldn't comprehend it that way. So it was definitely, um, you know, a good thing for us to work together so that she could even think of it differently. Mm-hmm. Because it is that mindset piece that you're not looking at the problem going, why am I doing all this stuff? You're looking at the problem going, I have to do all these things because I have to, because there's yeah. no other way, but yep. you're not coming at it from like a if you were, if you walked into a restaurant and the waiters were going out the back door and then coming in the front door with your food. You'd be like, what, what are you doing that? You could just mm-hmm. walk through the kitchen and come right to my table yeah. and then go, what? Well, we have to go around. Why? And you know, We've you'd see it right that. away. You'd yeah. go, duh, but they don't see it because they're, they're yeah. in it. They're, they're doing it. They're like, well, I don't know. That's why we've always done it. <laughs> yep. Yes. So, so for people out there who, who aren't in a, in a financial or possibly mental, but by financial position to hire someone like you, are there some technologies that you do recommend for, for you know, automating some things and for yes. you some time so they can make enough so they can hire you? Exactly. Exactly. First thing, and this is not a piece of technology at all, mm. unless you use it as an audiobook. I recommend that if someone says to me, oh, I can't afford you, Elizabeth, you're too expensive. I want you to read profit first, wait three months, and then come back and you'll be able to afford me no problem. Okay. (laughs) That's the first thing. I recommend Mike's book all the time. I probably, I don't know, I probably sold, I don't know how many copies, but um, I also carry them. Huh? Who's the author? Mike Michalowicz. It's called Profit First. And it took me from being a six-figure paycheck-to-paycheck business owner Mm-hmm. to being a much more abundant business owner <laughs> and not living paycheck to paycheck anymore um, and actually growing my business. So nice. um, it was it's a great, great resource. So if anything you can't afford, even if it's a program you want or a CRM or anything like that that you're thinking you need, um, if you can't afford something, read Profit First first, do it, and then you'll be able to afford anything you want. Um, okay. And the second thing is my Pro Toolkit. It's on our website, um, getabsolutemarketing.com. It's free. And I've compiled a list of all the tools I use. Ah. And these are the tools I use personally. Nothing is held back. Nothing is not on there. 
every tool that I use is listed on my email marketing tools, my podcasting tools, my, um, my invoicing, my software for my um, uh, contracts, how I do signing contracts, um, everything that I use every single day. And I didn't hold anything back because it's not see- a secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I wanted people to know every single piece of, of information that I use. Like I use something in my email that allows me to share my actual emails with people in my organization and other people outside of my organization. I can actually drag an email from my email account from my inbox to their like folder that's in Gmail. And they can actually see that email on their computer. I didn't have to forward it to them. They can see it and they can even reply to the person who sent it to me. Oh, wow. Want. Okay. So it's like this, these really cool little things that I use, and I don't have any fancy CRMs or anything like that, but I do use those specific things, um, and they're all listed there. There's probably a good 60 or 70 different pieces of software. Some of them are free. Actually, a majority of them are free. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I love using Square for my invoicing. Yep. Like, that's how I do invoicing. That's how I do payroll, for that matter. Um, okay. And I they give me discounts, so then I like to pass them on to people. So that's why I put them in the toolkit. So... All of that stuff is in there. I'm not going to name off a lot of them because I want you to go check it out. But Mm -hmm. there's everything that I use for everything in my business is there. And I have the the sneaking suspicion that if somebody does get that, that will not be the last time they hear from you. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, It is an email system. Uh, And I do send out whenever I'm going to be speaking. um, Mm -hmm. And every time that I have a podcast that comes out, I send those out as well. Even better. So people should definitely, well... By the time they do that, this one will have already gone out. But they're already listening, so it's fine. Yes. Um, but but and, and the great thing with, with someone, you know, with like like you as that kind of abundance mindset is I suspect that your email list, which I'm not on yet, but probably will be, uh, that that uh, I suspect it has a lot of value first that you're giving. You're not just like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, because nobody yes. wants those emails. And I have a membership that I created because I was putting stuff out in emails. And then I realized, wait a minute. Um I'm putting all this stuff, great stuff in emails. This all has value. Mm-hmm. And then it's just going away kind of, right? Because an email goes out once and then mm-hmm. it's in someone's inbox and that's it. Um, and so I started to put all that stuff in a membership platform that is also free. And so now my emails are a little bit more like, hey, she's going to be here and speak or hey, this, this podcast came out. And I don't send out a ton of those. But what I do is I also send out an occasional, hey, have you joined the, the membership? Because that's where all the good stuff is. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so I send people over there and it's all my courses, all my free challenges, all of the stuff that I've normally been just like pushing out to people. Instead, it's all in one place. It's a community. It's like it's like my own mini Facebook, but it's not yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, so. that, yeah that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and that's the great thing with people who who understand modern marketing is it's not unpleasant to be marketed to. Um, you know, it's, it's unpleasant how that to have, um, you know, it was it Ned Ryerson. Is that the guy from Groundhog Day? It was like, yes. let me talk to you about your insurance. I haven't seen you since high school. Let's talk about your insurance. Yeah, nobody wants that. But modern marketing is let me provide you value. Let's have some fun. I'll tell some jokes, mm-hmm. some stories. You know, take Super Bowl ads. You know, yep. nobody minds watching Super Bowl ads. Some people just tune in for the ads and they're they're literally marketing. They're advertising. Yep. Um, but, yeah, with someone who has the right energy. That's it, it's a whole different thing about how that works. And and speaking of which, what, one thing that I, I I was thinking about as we were, were talking is, you know, you're a marketing person, you sell marketing, you do marketing services. And we spoke pretty much entirely about time management and mindset. Yep. Very little <laughs> about like marketing solutions or platforms mm-hmm. or techniques. Um, mm-hmm. 
because you know it's absolutely if, if you can control your time and get the right mindset you'll figure out the rest exactly exactly and i think the setting aside a day Mm -hmm. a thing, the whole like concept of that is huge. So if someone's sitting there going, well, I don't have money and I don't, you know, I'm just starting out and I don't know what to do next. Um, and they just feel overwhelmed. It's literally saying you have to block out a day. And if you say, well, I can't, what if somebody needs, what if, what if, what if, or Mm -hmm. I have too many appointments. No, you make sure that whatever that next open Friday is, whatever that next open Monday is Fridays and Mondays are like the worst days for meetings anyway. Nobody mm-hmm. goes to them. No, everybody's either too overwhelmed on on Monday that they're like, oh, all the stuff from the weekend, I got to get done. Or they're they're on Friday. They're like, I'm out of here. I, I am. I've got short timers, you know, <laughs> disease. And I'm like kind of half doing things, half kind of uh-huh. brain on the other side of the weekend. And so if you can look and say, is there a Monday or a Friday that's coming up that has nothing on it or even one meeting, right? Like you could move it that has enough off of it that's open enough that I could push that and say, that is my day to do the big thing that's overwhelming me. When you actually can do that, I've had clients say, well, what am I supposed to prep before we do our meeting? And I'm like, nothing. When we when you get here, we'll work on it. But until then, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Don't write about it. Don't research about it. Just leave it alone. And I had one client do that. She set up a whole week and she, it was three months ahead of when she was going to be coming in. She's mm-hmm. like, I need to pre- prepare something. I need to do something. And I said, no. I said, I literally want you to focus on all that other junk, all that other crap you're trying to do. Focus on that. Don't focus on this. We'll get that done. Don't worry about it. And she had to force herself to not think about it. But when she came in, she was like, I literally haven't thought about this since we talked. Like I've every time it's come up in my mind, I say, nope, we're going to do that later. Nope, that's later. And so if you have that day set aside once a month, even that one Monday a month, that one Friday a month where you say, I'm not answering your calls. I'm not answering your emails. Even if someone's hair is on fire, you're not answering. And you just do the thing you need to do every single month so that when you actually know that next week, oh, that thing's going to be bugging you in your mind again. Nope. This Friday, that specific Friday of this month on the 15th, we're doing it. So I don't have to worry about it till the 15th. Yep. So yep. that just takes too. such a weight off of you. It's such it's such an um, stress reliever. Yeah, that's why I live by to-do lists because everything's on the list. I don't need to think about it. If it's not either list or calendar, it's either, either mm-hmm. I'm doing it, you know, Wednesday at two or I'm doing it when it comes up on the list and I don't need to remember it. It's on the list. Yeah. It can go out of my mind. That's, that's yep. huge. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I love that concept of blocking out a day. I mean, I'm, I'll have to take a, a, a sledgehammer to my calendar to fit it in. But uh, <laughs> and, and I may start referring to those as Pamplone days. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Because yeah, you, you got a good name to name something after. So <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, Parkinson's yeah. Law, Pamplone days. Yeah, I think I like yep. it. <laughs> There we go. All right. Um, yes. So, so we, we did mention before, uh, so people go to getabsolutemarketing.com to learn about you, get in touch with you and get your pro toolkit, which if I recall correctly, is on the big green button at the top of the website. Yes. So and it's on the free page. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You can't miss it. Well, yes, you can miss it because it's kind of like, it looks like a border, but look at the top. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so obvious you can miss it because it's right there. You're like, I, I don't see it. It's right in front of me. I have a seven-year-old, so she's all about that. Where's the remote? It's next to you. It's right there. Where? Next to you. Right there. Behind the piece of paper. Yes. Um, so any any final thoughts you would like to leave our listeners with before I let you go? Um, I also have a podcast. You do also have a podcast. About, How do people find your podcast? podcast? 
It is on, you know, all the things. Uh, it's called the Absolute Marketing Podcast, and it is a two-minute podcast. Two-minute podcast? Two minutes. That is shorter than my short podcast. <laughs> I do a two-minute marketing tip every week. Okay. I feel so competitive now. That I have the Morning Motivation <laughs> Podcast, which is a two to five minute. Yes. Um, yes. Motivation. Uh, and it, it usually comes in under three minutes. It's all, it's all the, the length of the music it's done with. And I rarely use the pieces that are longer, but um, I like to be able to ramble a little bit. So <laughs> I, I, there's a couple like 47 second pieces. I'm like, I, I just clear my throat in 47 seconds. But yeah, no, <laughs> two minutes, it sounds, sounds like a really powerful tool. And so it's something you can listen to, you know, once a week and get two minutes or you could, I imagine, get 20 tips in 40 minutes. Yes, and I have probably 75 or so podcasts in there right now that have already been published from the last over the last year. Nice. All right. Well, so the Absolute Marketing Podcast, find it where fine podcasts are sold. And uh, so Elizabeth Pamplona, it's been great to have you on the show. People can find you again at getabsolutemarketing.com. All those links will be in the show notes. You know, those notes that in a previous episode we mentioned nobody ever looks at. But if you do, <laughs> you will find the links and if you go to guidesguy.com slash podcast, there's a special page for all the episodes that has that as well. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. Dot com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.